Hello and welcome to the Natch 20 Review! I am Sinstaku, also known as John, your host, and with me today is... Pookie. Units. Shadow Chorus. Jeez! <laughs> Alright. Um, yes, coming. and today we are going to be reviewing Splendor, the greatest gemstone merchants of the Renaissance. As the leader of Merchant Guild, you invest in mines, send your ship to the New World, and recruit the most renowned artisans, build a commercial empire, and receive the visit of wise monarchs, patrons with infinite resources, to acquire glory and prestige. Choose your tokens with care to acquire developments which will increase your prestige and grant you bonuses, which will allow you to, in turn to buy increasingly more prestigious developments until a noble patron visits you and contributes to your prestige. As only prestige can determine the winner. So this is a resource control and gathering game where you spend tokens that are resources to buy development cards, which are resources, to buy more development cards, which are resources, in order to acquire nobles, which are resources. Have you, are you staying with me so far? So you're telling me this game evolves around resources. Yes, it does. Resource purchasing and acquisition. And you've basically the same thing. already heard the entirety of the game. Yeah, so let's get into it. Um, the, the, the game has uh, a, a number of... I don't know the exact number. We didn't think to count. It was seven of each plus four, five of the gold. Seven of each gem... Seven of five different gemstones plus five gold. So Quick, do the math. Forty total tokens. Forty tokens, a whole bunch of uh, development cards. There are a hundred... Uh, no, 120 development cards. There's 20 level 3, 40 level 2, 60 level 1. See, this is why I keep him around. He knows numbers. Um, and then how many nobles are there? Ten. Ten nobles. Thank you for that breakdown. Uh, and you basically, you, you, you each turn revolves around one of three Four. actions. Four. One of Reserving. That, reserving, ish. reserving, purchasing, and and acquiring tokens. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, three actions. So there are three actions you can take. You can only take one t- one action per turn. You can acquire tokens, which is done either in a set of three individual tokens or two of the same kind. Uh, they are ruby, emerald, diamond, onyx, and sapphire. Uh, you can reserve a development card that is on the field, uh, which you do just by grabbing it and saying, I reserve this, which nets you a gold token. Uh, Gold tokens act as wild cards and can be considered for any other token. Um, And there's also purchasing. If you have a card on reserve or if there's a card on the field that you can afford, you can spend the tokens, or if you already have the resources from development cards, just grab it, uh, to acquire that card. And if the card had... We'll, we'll go into a card breakdown in a second. Um, so, the uh, the point of the game is to acquire prestige points. 15 prestige points wins you the game. And you acquire these by buying specific development cards that earn you prestige points or having enough... Well, and having enough uh, prestige... Having enough of of a combination of different developments or, or, or gem types to draw the attention of one of the ten lords. They each have a specific requirement that they want, and when they come to you, you have them for the rest of the game, and they give you each three victory points. Um, so through a combination of development cards and lords, you build your way up to 15 victory points over the course of roughly 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes our games have taken. Uh, 30 is the shortest. The longest was about 47 minutes. Um... And it's it's pretty quick and pretty pretty uh, free flowing. It's not too difficult. Once you've got it, you've got it. It looks and sounds more complicated than it actually is. It, and once you get once you get the pieces, it doesn't even look complicated. Yeah, it just no. sounds complicated when you describe it over yep. 
podcast. So, yeah, over podcast form. So let's start with first impressions. Uh, easy to learn. A lot of fun. Like most amazing chips ever. That's my favorite part of the entire game because <laughs> these are poker chips. Yep, these They're are nice. these are casino quality thick plastic poker chips. And just, with the pictures of the different gems on them. Yep. And they're beautiful. They're great. You can spin them like little tops. <laughs> they're a lot of fun to play with. Um, I love how fast the game is to learn. But, like, once you're in it, you're in it. And you have to just keep thinking constantly. Because, like, the one we just played, it goes by so fast. Yeah. It's a thinking man's game. Um, it's definitely an interesting... Uh, strategic game where you're trying to build up your empire and trying to gather enough resources to where getting more territories is easier as you get more resources. Um, as you get richer, it's easier to get rich, as it turns out. <laughs> um, and I, I do very much appreciate the, uh, the art direction of this game. The cards are all very distinct and all... They, it's very easy to tell what a what any individual card gives you just by looking at it because they're all very much color coordinated with the gemstone they correspond to. Um, there's there's uh, even if they don't coordinate in the way that you might think they do, there's one that that uh, coordinates for emeralds that is actually a ship on a green ocean because as it turns out, the ocean turns green in certain lights. Uh, it, it's really really beautiful art direction and the art is all varied and. Looks very nice. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite thing about the game is just the level of polish. Just the the box is well designed. The, everything fits in it great. The the concepts are wonderful. The materials are, are good. The the balance of numbers, the way that that you know the costs balance out is really good. The way that the gathering resources early on. There's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different strategies to take to the game. Do I want to specialize in a couple? Do I want to focus more on the color of my gems? Do I want to focus on gathering nobles? Do I want to focus on, um, you know, getting the most efficient cards or the cards with the most prestige points? Uh, there's so many different variables that are so well balanced. Um, it, it was a very simple concept, um, but they they took it as far as it could be taken, and they have polish every aspect of this game materials design art direction gameplay strategies etc yeah no it's 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 a it's a very well put together game it's very lovely uh i i really quick to learn really quick to understand uh satisfying i think is, is yeah. definitely like the the even even Winning is supremely satisfying in this game. Like more satisfying in this game than, than most of the games we've played, just because it's it it's a lot more of an intellectual endeavor in this game. Thinking and planning ahead and, and planning a couple of moves ahead. It encourages it, it not only encourages, it also teaches you to think ahead just by the very mechanics of themselves. Um, like in the game, you can I can feel myself planning. I'm like, okay, well, if I do this, 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 and this, then I'll be able to afford that card, which will let me then purchase that card without any tokens, and then that will let me purchase that one, and then it'll, it'll cascade into a fuller hand. Um, there's this thing, there's this aspect of while it is a competitive game, there's almost this aspect of I really don't care what everyone else is doing. 
like you're more concerned with building your own empire than messing with other people's empires. I don't think I even tried to like like foul play and, and, and steal something somebody else was going for that I thought they might be going for, and it didn't matter because you had three other options that you had already thought out. There there really aren't any feel bads. No. And it, it's it's also it's a game of perfect information. Yeah. It, there there is no well, semi perfect. The, so the only thing you don't semi perfect in that you know in, in that you know what everybody else has. Uh, but you don't know what de- what development card is coming up next. But there are so few I mean, also, that it doesn't you, matter. If you reserve a development card off the top, which no one ever did. Um... Yeah, you can you can reserve a development card off the top. And in that case, you don't have to show it. But that's such a side mechanic. I don't really see the point of it at this point. Uh, after playing, well, it, it's, it, it's unless mostly, you're desperate, it's, it's mostly nothing on the board is something that I need that I need to get right now. Let's hope the next one is useful. Yeah. And, and you get that wild card token. Yeah, I mean, and you get a gold. Yeah. But you get that for reserving one on the board. Like I, we haven't, we haven't run across a situation there, where there, ha- there to do have that. been times where I where I've regretted not doing it. Where it's like I've taken one off the board and it's like I don't really need this, but I do need a gold. The next one flips. I could have reserved that. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't. You didn't know it was there. That's that's you know that's that's no, result oriented that, that, thinking. That, which it, 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 that is that is the point at which like yeah. it would have paid off to have reserved off the top. Yeah, it, it's a risk reward. Yeah. Um. But at any point, you know what everybody yeah. can do. Yeah. So it, you know, it's nice. Let's. Uh, so we've we we we've, we've we've talked a lot about our first impressions of it. Let's go ahead and start with what we like. Uh, Holly. Um, I love the simplicity of it. Even mm-hmm. though it doesn't sound like it, it really is a simple game. Um, again, the artwork, everything is very beautiful on it, and I just this is a game that I just want to constantly play. Mm-hmm. Like I want to just keep coming back to. I want to introduce my my friends that I have not played with it um, to the game. Yeah, this is one of those games that I just keep thinking about that I want to come back to, and that's what a good game should be. And it is very much a true strategy game. Mm-hmm. My favorite, th- uh, I love. It's it's it can be. Um, a long-term strategy game. It can be a fast-paced intellectual game. It, it all depends on the group that plays it. It can be so many different kinds of intellectual games. And I think a big element of that is the l- very limited element that chance plays in this game. It It is so... You know what everyone can do. There are... It, it's very long-term planning, but it's not like long-term planning, oh, maybe this will happen, maybe it won't. It's, this is going to happen at some point. I know what people are going to be doing in the next couple of turns. I can see what they have. Um, it's quick Monopoly. No, because even Monopoly, it's like, <laughs> what space will I land on? Yeah, I mean, and, what development card will I get? What development card is going to be left when it gets to my turn? But there's so many options. Yeah. It's the, not like Monopoly where you're limited by where you move. It's... I, it's, I love I love... There are so many options. Mm-hmm. That chance becomes negligible. Um, it, it's definitely a game that I enjoy largely because... You can you can get several turns ahead. You can start planning out your moves, uh, turn after turn after turn. Because when you know that everyone can only take one action at a time, then you know that the odds are in your favor that whatever you're looking for will still be there when it comes back around to it. Um, I think on the on the first game that we played, I knew that I was going to win a couple of rounds around the table before before I actually won because I realized that. Where I was aiming, no one could actually stop me from getting there or get to, or get to the win before I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I love that the I love that it's a it's a really uh, 
it's a strategy game that teaches you strategy. I think that's that's a very important thing to say about this game is that it teaches you as you play yes. the fundamentals of the strategy required to play it, uh, and you learn the way any the way you learn the way anything else learns. You make mistakes, and you immediately see at the end of the game where your mistakes were made. Like the one we just played, uh, I I could see that at the at the end I wasn't aggressive enough in grabbing bits of all the colors. So when it came to buying development cards, I didn't have the resources to buy the ones I needed. Um, meanwhile, uh, Austin had played very aggressively, and you had you had grabbed as many colors as you could, just grabbing wildly whatever you could grab in the beginning, so that you could consolidate your plan later, and that worked for you. Um, and then again, you know, everybody else has that has their own plans, and sometimes those plans work, sometimes they don't. There's no there's no solved state for this game. Yeah, well, because the first time yeah. William won, he had won a very planned, thought out game. Yeah, game and, that, and it was one where he focused on two resources, and he just kept grinding down those resources. Whereas the game I won was how much can I shove Inter- in my hand? Interestingly enough, the same game that William won, I was doing the same plan but with different resources. Mm-hmm. I had like seven diamonds, like like stacked up in three, three, three. See, three. I, I had I had <laughs> actually aligned my goal in that game to get. I was aiming specifically for two lords that could cascade into each other. Yeah, because which, it was which I got is what I, I did the second I hit, game. I hit three of these three, and then I could immediately hit four of the two that I had three of, and yep. get that lord, and yep, yep, yep. it piles up well. Yep, and so there's a you know there's there's a variety of strategies, and the game will teach it to you as you play. And I think that's my favorite thing about the game. Um, Let's talk about things we didn't like so much, Holly. Um, I like almost everything about this game. The only thing I'm not crazy about is reserving. Mm-hmm. Um, I never used it personally, and I mean, I think it did benefit Austin. Did it benefit I you? I didn't reserve ever. Oh, you didn't I've reserve? I've never reserved a card in this oh, game. I thought it, you had it, reserved. it benefited me and William, um, but I can see why you wouldn't like it. I. I mean, like, he won, and he didn't reserve anything. Yeah. And, like, every game we've played, I've done very well, and I haven't reserved a thing. Yep. Uh, I feel like it's just not necessary, and I feel like it takes away from the game, because then you feel obligated to buy the card that you have reserved. That's fair. Uh, and I, th- I, think, I think, actually, res- re- uh, reserving falls into the idea of a trap mechanic. Where if you rely on it too heavily, it will trap yeah. you and stop you from progressing forward. Occasionally reserving, I think, is, is can can work out well. It's like I really need this Blue. resource, I really need or sapphire. I really need these prestige yeah. points, or even early on reserving like a level two or even a level three card makes a statement. Yep. Um, my least favorite thing about the game: the person who goes first in seems to be at a big advantage. Um, the the very first game we played, um, William had gone first, and he he ended up winning the game. And I think it was what every single one of us, except for Katie, would have won on our next turns. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of how tight the games are. Yeah. And also, you don't realize how close you are to winning. It sneaks yeah, up on you. Yeah, it's, it sneaks up on you really quick. Yeah, no, that, that that's a definite aspect of it. Where because he just happened to be going first. He was going to get the chance to get the resource that would win him the game before anybody else was going to get that chance on that turn. On the same time, on the same token, though, I think it was great that the f- very first time we played the game, all of us were so neck and neck. Yeah, like we were. No, and again, it speaks to that strategy that that build that building that strategy. Um, I think the biggest thing that uh, I don't like about 
I don't, that I don't like about the game because I, I have my own con- my own conversation on the res- on the reservations that I've noticed. Um, the biggest thing I don't like about the game is is the lack of variety in the lords. Uh, there are only two types of lords. There are lords that want three of three resources or four of two, and that's it. And that's that's the only things they ever ask for, and so it. it and there's no point disparity between those two lords either. No, no. There's no reason like. Other than if you can, there's no reason for going for a four for two of four instead of a three. Uh, instead of three, a three, three of three. Well, I mean, the difference is the three of three requires one more territory than the four of four, but the four of four requires you to get four of it rather than three of it. Yeah. Um, I think that though goes back it, to it, how it, it, balance. It, it does. It does add into the balance, but at the same time, I feel like you could make room for. You can keep the similar amount, like two of, uh, yeah, two of four requires the same amount of territories as four of two. So, you, yeah, you you can you can you can create a bit more variety with the lords. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of there's a bit of disparity between the lords, the costs, but there's no equal disparity in their point values. Um, and depending on the game, some of them are harder to get than others. Like so, sometimes getting four of two is really difficult. Sometimes getting three of three is very difficult. Depending on the game that you're playing, so I can I can see why there's also not an even. Sp- I don't think there's an even. Another, let me see, one two three, four five. Oh no, there's an even spread. Five and five, um, five that require two and five that require three. But it does mean that there are certain color combinations that are not represented by a lord. Yeah. Are there? Yeah. What color combination? Uh, I can't think off the top of my head, but there's way more color combinations for, you know, two of four. Yeah, you're getting with those there spots. are fewer. There's only one. There are three that have blue and white as a thing. There are three that have green and red. There are three that have brown and red. There are three that have. But for example, is there? There a... are not three that have red and white. Yeah. White's the one that loses out. There are less whites than there are. Uh, of the same, uh, yeah. There's there's actually none that have red and white, yeah, as a color combination. So, so you, you use and once you play the game, so which 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 by itself means that red and white is a worse color combination to go into. Yeah, well, it can be just well, just because there's no Lord goal at the end of it. Yeah. If you if you focus on those, there's no what you like. If you focus on just getting rubies and diamonds, you're never gonna get a Lord. Yeah. Which which means that that color combination by itself is worse than any other color combination so that de-incentivizes that strategy which is which is a point that i will mark against it it's like that is that is something when you have this game of perfect balance and perfect information where there's a viable strategy for every way you go forward and this is also my thing that i don't like about it is that there are there are certain aspects of the game that actively discourage that strategy there are they're hidden you don't realize it at first well yeah yeah and you don't you don't realize it at first and then once you've played a couple of games you say oh this might not be the best way to think. Like we were talking about earlier, reserves. Uh, reserves seem like a really smart way to go at the beginning because, oh, well, I can just take this and buy it later. I can take this and buy it later. But what you've done is that you've spent a turn gathering no resources or gathering one resource. If you, if you gather, to- like, like, like look at it from an, e- from, an e- from an EV perspective. If I buy a land, I've bought a permanent resource that I never have to spend. Yeah. If I get if I gather gems, I get either three individual resources or two of the same resource. That's two or three resources that I can spend towards something else. If I reserve, I get one resource. 
and I do not advance my state at all. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, um, in magic, kind of like milling. Like it's 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 a strategy, but it's not an optimal one ninety percent of the time. I actually need to disagree on that one specifically okay. because there was there was a there was a note that I hit with reserving not in this not in this particular game because I was just testing out a new strategy. Um, but in in the first game, I hit a note with reserving where it was I can there's 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 a couple of situations where I wanted to reserve one when there was none of the resource that I wanted on the field, but there were gold coins left. Um, or two, there would be a situation where I would reserve a piece that would be further down the line, get the gold coin, next turn use the gold coin to buy a resource that then the next turn lets me buy that thing I reserve for free. But if you had spent the turn, if you had spent the turn getting the reserve, instead getting two of the colors that you, one, the color that you were, I mean, so you couldn't get the one color, but you would get two of the colors that you could have bought that other land with, to then buy it. Except it wasn't on the thing. field. Yeah, the, 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 the problem Sapphires is... Sapphires weren't there. Yeah. Things move off the field fast. Yeah. Especially if I look over and I'm like, John has five diamonds. Here's a diamond popping up. John can buy this really easily, but I need a diamond to mine, so I'm going to reserve it so he does it. Yeah, like, I, I, I take that's it... Why I said, I, like, that's why I said it's not, it's not a useless ability, but it is suboptimal like compared it, to others. If you're, if, you're plan- if you're planning it out properly, it can... It can play out one after another. The big, the big thing is you don't want to fall into the trap of I have to buy this thing that I've reserved. Yeah, it's you reserve it so you can get it further down the line. Man, but even even using it in that way, it's still numerically speaking I, I can, I can worse t- than all the other. Actions. I can tell you it is how I won the first game. That's fun. No, because I had because I had reserved this third tier card that I knew I wouldn't get until I used the coin that I had gotten from it to get some lower cost cards. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not how the other people. It's not how Austin won his. It's not how I won mine. Yeah, it's not a necessary. Me- you, that's it's, why, it's, that's it's what I'm saying. Required. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's a strictly bad mechanic, but it is strictly worse than the other options that you have from, from a mathematical standpoint. Yeah, from not, from, not a number, from, from a strategic number, from a number standpoint. Um, yeah, and, and that's really it. It's like that. The, there shouldn't be if in a game of personal information in chess, there is no move that is less strategically significant than any other move. At the correct time. Whereas in this game of perfect information, reserving is almost always, not always, but almost always, not the right choice. I would disagree with that. I think it almost, I think it but, always is because you're never going to get the equivalent return back. It depends, it depends on what kind of game you're playing. Yeah. If you're playing aggressive resource gathering, yes, you don't reserve. I play aggressive resource gathering. If you're playing, I want to get to this lord, I want to get this off the field so that because I see somebody else is getting these resources. Yeah, but that, even, the, then the, the, even then that's not, the a, that's not a that's even then that's not a surefire thing because you remove that resource and then another one pops down. But the the, the thing about reserving is you can't do it a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. it because it will put you at a numerical disadvantage. That, that was yeah. the thing that was the thing that I noticed on this third game because I tried seeing what would happen if I just Maxed out my reserves, bought something, used that to like cascade around, but it basically it was it was less viable the more you used it. Yeah, which is not a good thing. It's also, but as as this is the thing that I don't like about it, it's interesting that we can have this in depth discussion about it as a mechanic, yeah. and that is a good point. Um, so let's talk about the materials. Uh, oh, they're Holly, great. Holly had something to say about the chips. What what in? <laughs> so the, the the number one mechanic is is using these tokens to buy other items, and these are high quality 
heavy plastic chips that you get at like a like at a proper casino. Um, and they uh, they they have the art of the item of the the gem that they're worth uh, in the center, very lovingly rendered. It's it's the same art on both sides, uh, and then the, they are rimmed in the color represented by that gem. So diamonds are white, emeralds are green, onyx is black, um, ruby is red, sapphire is blue, and gold is gold. Um, and correlation. On the development cards, they have costs. So we've, we've said we talk about the cards. We're going to go ahead and break, break down the card now. There are three levels of card, level one, two, and three. And they each represent a different spot in the gem merchant empire. Level one represents a raw resource. Level two represents development, either shipping or, or actually artificing into something that you can sell. And then level three represents a storefront or a, or a location in which you are going to sell. Um, the art on the cards represent those various things all the art on level one is where you would get these gems from so like an emerald has a has an emerald mine on it uh sapphire has a rice field on it for some reason i'm not sure no that's that's a look it's oh it's it's oh it is a sapphire it's a sapphire mine next to a rice field yeah. Interesting. It's a mine shaft. Okay. It's a mine shaft next to a rice. They're, they're all mines. Yeah, they're all... Uh, Onyx, is a, Onyx is a mine in apparently the desert. Yeah, and the, the thing that I like is that the ruby looks like a blood diamond mine. Just from the art. Um, they have, in the upper right-hand corner, in case you didn't get it based on the color scheme of the art, they have the, simp- the, the picture of the gem that this is worth. And then in the lower left, they have the cost. The cost is dictated by a colored circle, the circle which represents the color of the gem that you need to spend to buy it, and, if you didn't get it, an image of the gem next to that color, and a number associated with how many of those you need. For example, I've got, I'm holding an emerald mine right here. It costs one white or diamond, one blue or sapphire, one red or ruby, one black or onyx. Some of them, in the upper left-hand corner, have... A number either ranging from one to I think the highest one we've seen is five or six. Seven. Seven. Have you seven. seen seven? Some of the level three developments are have seven. seven. There's only okay. a couple of them, but uh, so from one to seven, uh, and that's the number of prestige points you get for owning this development. There are only a couple of them in in level one that have prestige points, and all of them are one. All and all of them cost exactly four of one yes. element. Yeah, they all cost four of one element. Um, in in level two, of which there are far less, they typically the average is two. Some of them have three. Some of them have one, uh, but most of them have two. More of them have two than, than one or three. Um, and uh, same thing. These have pictures of the development stage. So like this onyx has a person of a man milling the onyx down. Uh, gives two point. Gives two prestige points. Costs five diamond. And then level three, as we said earlier, can call, can give you anywhere between five and five and seven, seven prestige points. Prestige uh, four, but between four, four and seven. And seven. Okay. Uh, four and seven prestige points. Oh, actually three. There are some that have three, um, and they are pictures of storefronts, cathedrals, buildings, houses. Something I do note that um, the art on level one is all the same for each resource. Each resource has the exact same art. Level 2, they change. Not all the resources in level 2 have the same art. Some of them have different... Pe- some of them have slightly different angles. Some of them have an actual different person. Some of them have a different scene. And then in store, in the level 3, uh, I'm not sure... 
I have, we haven't seen I haven't seen enough of level three, but do they have the same art or are they all different? I know there are some differences. Um, there are some uh, no, there are some differences. I have seen specific there's, examples of some. Not as many though. No, um, but, some of them are similar, but some are different. Yeah. more of them are similar though. Yeah, more of them are similar than level there two. There are no sevens. Are there no sevens? There I didn't no think. Sevens. I think there are seven cost. So yeah, there's seven costs. They give you five. Cost. So. Four, yeah, five, five is five. the highest that it. Five goes. is the highest, not seven. Yeah. I apologize. I didn't, I didn't think there was a seven. Yeah, that's I what I wanted to chat. Yeah, um, so yeah, and you buy them, and then the lords are, and so the development cards are on regular playing cards. They're a nice card stock, but they're just cards. Um, and then the lords are on plastic square plastic chits. And you mean cardboard. Sorry, square cardboard chits. I don't know why I said plastic because the chips are plastic. Um, square square cardboard chits. They have a picture of a royal or a noble on it. I think that's King Henry the Fourth. Eighth. Eighth. That's eighth. Really? Yeah, that's the, the one with all the wives. One. Oh, I thought fourth was also fat. They I mean, it probably fat. was. They probably all fat. <laughs> but eighth, eighth was the the Famous, fat redhead. Famously fat. Okay, so Henry the Eighth. Uh, some other nobles that aren't necessarily named. Um, I think one of them is Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, that's definitely Elizabeth. Yeah, 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 that one's Queen Elizabeth, the the red-haired one. Um, but they're all the classic they're all, Renaissance oil painting. Yeah, they're all classic Renaissance oil painting. In the lower left, same as the development cards, they have the cost of them to the cost of them to uh, to per, uh, to have them come to. And really, that's how many developments you have to have. Yeah, it is, you, it, can't, you yes. can't buy them with resources. It's, and it's actually it's actually shown as a card rather than as a circle. Yeah. Um, and it's the number of development cards you have to own for them to come to you, and in the upper left is the prestige points that they give you, and they Which all is give always three. three. They all give three. Uh, so, and the box itself is very nicely laid out. They're all the gems are lined up three on three on either side. The cards and the lords are in the center, and the gems have these really neat divot that I really love. There is a finger divot on top of the on top of the chips for you to reach out in and pull the chips out and the divot goes lower than the chips so that you can reach under so the chips so you reach under the chips and lift up rather than having to fumble to get them out same thing with the lord cards and then the development cards are all standing up and the box fits inside the lid and the lid fits on top of the box and the box fits inside the lid reverse which was a big deal for us on a previous review and remains so because it's irritating when they don't fit. And and the design of just how they're stored in the box is really well thought out. There's just enough negative space yeah. to make it look clean and it doesn't look cluttered. It doesn't look like trying, mm-hmm. trying to jam too much into too small of a box, but the box isn't so large that you can't carry it around. It's easy to put away. It's easy to unpack. It only takes about 30 minutes to play. And while it says there are two to four players, you can't. We played it with five twice and it still worked and it's a great game to get people who aren't gamers involved in yep mm-hmm. it is also known as a gateway game yeah it, it is a gateway game it's a nice collector's game um it was forty dollars that's the sticking point though isn't it yeah especially for a game 40. that's now, not necessarily for gamers would you pay 40 bucks for this yes i would i yep. love that game but i i feel like there there's a barrier so, Settlers of Catan now, is a very perfect. famous... Would you pay 40 bucks for this without knowing how it played? No. No. You have to play it first. And the box is... The, the outside of the box is very generic. Yeah, the outside of the box does not tell you at all what this game is about. It's one, it's it's the art off one of the cards. Although it's not the same art. It's slightly adjusted. It's slightly adjusted. It's not quite the same art, which I appreciate. We've talked about recycling art before. Um... But it's it's just the art from the cards and the art of the lords, and nothing about like th- there are two gems on it, 
One in the front, which is a guy setting it into a ring, and one on the side, which is the same guy setting it into the same ring, although at a slightly different angle, because it is a slightly different art piece. It is a slightly different piece of art. <laughs> it's it's like the it's like somebody had to paint both of them. It, no, it's like digi- it's digitally made art, and then they just went back into the arm layer and adjusted the arms. Actually, no, it looks. Like it's... They also adjusted his hair. His hairstyle is different. Yeah, he we looks went over that. slightly different. Yeah, his hairstyle is different. His hat is different. The, the lighting angle. is different. Like like in, different. In, in digitally made art, they just went through a bunch of the layers and adjusted everything, so it doesn't look quite the same. Yeah, it looks hand painted. It, I mean, that's that's great. That's great digital art. Or they had somebody paint it twice and just all the natural, der- you know. Yeah, quite, quite, quite frankly, considering the cost in being a four-dollar game, I'm not. I would not be surprised if they had this art actually made, not digital, actually hand art, because it's, it's got that very oil paint canvas. Well, I mean, look. you can do that with with digital medium. You can, but you can, but I wouldn't be surprised. It if It wouldn't did. necessarily be digitally altered. Yeah. Now, my, my sticking point though on the forty-dollar game. Especially in the generic box that it is. Settlers of Catan is a very popular game and it has hit the mainstream very well. Yeah. And there is the $40 Settlers of Catan game. But they also made Settlers of Catan Family Edition. Yeah. Where they cut a bunch of corners and sold it for like 25 Almost half price, yeah. I feel like Splendor could have a quote unquote family edition where you use cardboard chips instead of the really nice plastic pieces. You could, you know, lower the cost of you know, you could put the lords on playing cards instead of on the fancy cardboard chips. You could make it a twenty five thirty dollar game. Yeah, no, I think the cost of the plastic chips is probably the biggest cost next to the art. Poker chips ain't cheap, man. Next to the art, the poker chips are probably the biggest cost. And I feel like I definitely think the art is the biggest cost though. Oh yeah, there's no. so much of it. Oh yes, and it's full card art. It's not like a small bit that was cut out for a little square. We have, it's we have full card. We have, art. we have the opposite thing of uh, dungeon roll. Yeah, I, I feel like they put so much effort into so many things, and I feel like the box was not it. They 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 priced themselves out of the every man's game. And this is really the ultimate every man's game. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what keeps it off. You know, you don't see this at Walmart shelves or no. on. You, you know, you see it at gaming stores, and at gaming stores, it doesn't fit in. No, it looks weird. Like I wouldn't have got if 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 the guy who runs the gaming our our, our local gaming store didn't tell me about it, I probably would never have thought about and, it. And if I hadn't heard about it from my boss who bought it and yeah. who loves it, it's. It's a word of mouth game, so consider this our word of mouth. Buy let's go it ahead. Right now. Yeah, buy it. Let's go ahead and go to our reviews. Uh, final review score. A plus. Holly gives it an A plus. Want to extrapolate or just say A plus? A plus. <laughs> All right. It's a game I would want to go out and buy right away after playing it. Right. Uh, I definitely give it a B plus because it. I and I have no particular reason for giving it a lower grade. It's just it doesn't strike me the same way as other games have that I've really, really wanted to keep playing. So it's a solid game, it's just not one that you want to constantly... Yeah, it's like, I, I, I definitely have very few faults with this game. It, I just don't, like, keep going wanting to play it. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm balancing between two grades, and I'm going to go with the lower, which is an A. <laughs> um, strictly because... I, I wanted to give it an A plus because of how perfectly polished every element is of the game, but they really fell short on the marketing and doing the box up front. And f- your first impression looking at the box is a big factor, and um, I dropped it down to an A in my head. Yeah, because like the artwork on the box made me think it was a Euro game. Yeah, 
And it's not. It's nowhere near a Euro game, but it looks like it should be. But just based on the artwork alone. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, four out of, uh, three out of four gamers agree. A plus from me. Um, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it's a fantastic game. It's, it very, very few and very, even the few, even the, the one big gripe I had was one that you could argue was not necessarily a negative thing. In fact, we did. And I think that's valuable. Um, it's like, it's like I say, this game has very few actual faults in my eyes. It's, it's just, just not, not my kind of game. Yeah, but it's not your game. But I, it is a game. If if we didn't have other things to do today, I'd say let's play four or five. Can, more I games. just want to keep playing. Can we make right one note about this? By the way, usually we get together, we review, we play another game. This this time we got together and it's like, can can we play another round? Can we play another round before we review? I, yeah. I mean, we don't need it for the review information. I knew what I was going to give it, but I just really wanted to play another round. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a it, game that keeps it coming back. Worth noting that I was the only one who was indifferent to whether you played another round. So. Yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun game. It's a good game. Highly recommended. This is now our highest recommended game in our review history of nine episodes. But still. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to beat it for a while. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll we're going to find out with, uh, with our next game, but... We'll, we'll leave that for next week. So, uh, thank you all for listening. We have been Final Show Films. If you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to go check out our website at finalshowfilms.com where you'll find this and all of our other podcast and video content. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. We are only able to do all the stuff that we do thanks to our generous patrons such as Antitonic and Chris Comfort, our $25 supporters. So, thank you very much. Give anything if you feel like giving. Even dollar helps. Uh, thank you all very much for listening and say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.